Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says for the next hour. I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. Well, uh, welcome everyone. This is the first of my uh, two-hour segments going forward between 12 noon and 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, My name is Tori, and we will be taking deep dives into the deep state and making sense of everything that is happening from start to finish. And we're not talking just... 2016 and forward, right? We're going back because this is the problem. When we're attacking a problem, what do we do? We can't just cut the head off. We got to pull it out from its root. So today, um, I would like to say that we will be changing my spot. Uh, It's for two hours. I will um, next week uh, be able to update uh, the site on Red State to advise you of when we're going to be doing uh, call-ins, what guests we'll be having on, and it'll be also on my website at torysays.com. So where do we start today? Uh, You know, everybody this morning was complaining how Huber is not testifying or providing a report, and it's kind of like, no, that's a good thing. It's a good thing because a lot of things have uh, come to fruition. Uh, Actions that investigative journalists and uh, I would say just really great citizens uh, like the members of Judicial Watch that have been able to bring in more information and thus expose and unmask more people. This is why it's key that Huber is not testifying today. And let's just say we need to pay attention that there is a blackout in regard to this from all of mainstream media. No one's talking about how Huber is not testifying And I will probably make the prediction that the testimony that um, will be provided by Judicial Watch at around 2 may not be covered either. So where do we start? Should we start with um, our president's latest tweet that he sent out just about 58 minutes ago? He said, witch hunt, because that's exactly what it is. This is exactly what it is, witch hunt. Look, he's not the problem here. President Trump is not the problem. And I know there's a lot of people on the fence. Well, I don't know how I feel about him. Or I don't know if I like this. Or, you know, he's a little bit this. He's a little bit, Pay attention. He is their problem. He's not our problem, the people of the United States. He is their problem because he is pulling their pants down on a global stage. They have literally nothing but scattering and digging, and they're just, they need to save face. This is what it's all about. They are on a global platform 
getting their pants pulled down. Interestingly enough, just so you understand how big of a threat our president is to the deep state, not to the people, because he's done a lot for us. He's been fighting for us. And like I said in a previous segment, he's been fighting battles for us that have literally gone under the radar. When uh, during the elections, the presidential elections during the campaign time in October, they started to attack him because he made it evident that he was 100% against the merger of AT&T with CNN, Disney, um, Warner Brothers, you know, the whole nine yards, Time Warner. He said, no, AT&T cannot have this. This is dangerous. This is a monopoly. This is going to cause issues in our economy, issues to access to entertainment. And they ridiculed him saying, oh, you're just saying that because they want to buy CNN. And it's kind of like, no, uh, this is the issue. So when he swore in, his Justice Department filed a lawsuit to block that merger. Okay, this is a fight none of you realize that he fought for you. He blocked that merger. He tried to. But the judge said, well, I'm going to let it happen because I don't see any substantial evidence of how this would have any negative impact on consumers or cause any concerns um, in regards to access to entertainment, etc. And this was in 2018, right? 2018, June and July, where this was set forward by a liberal judge saying, well, I don't see any merit to your claim, um, you know, Trump administration, so I'm going to let this merger happen. And it did. No sooner than October of 2018, we are seeing the effects Exactly what President Trump had warned as candidate Trump and then as President-elect Trump. There is a problem. We are seeing it now. AT&T owns DirecTV. DirecTV owns all that entertainment. Now we have companies like, you know, Dish Network that are being threatened to be put out of business because AT&T wants to raise the price of allowing them to access things like HBO and Showtime or Cinemax. Um, so this is what happens. So that is a fight. He fought for us that no one acknowledged. That is a fight that this man tried to win, had no coverage, no support. They ridiculed him when he talked about it. That's why he kept it on the down low. And yet here we are. We've got an almost monopoly on entertainment and access to information. This is just one of many fights he's been fighting for us that we have no idea are going on. And this is something that you can look into yourself. I mean, every time someone reports, either it be one of those talking heads on, you know, the propaganda, legalized domestic propaganda channels, or on the radio, you have access to that information. Get into a browser, go to DuckDuckGo.com, don't use Google, because you're never going to find it. And then just put away, you know, type away uh, Dish Network, HBO, AT&T, Monopoly. You'll see tons of information, statements from Dish Network, how they're fighting it. You know, I, I actually left DirecTV when they won. And I was like, nope, 
Done. I stood in solidarity with Dish Network to become one of their customers so that way I can be part of whatever class action suit they file because it is unacceptable. Socialism, the goal of socialism is to create monopolies. This is it. Google owns all these, you know, even in their testimony, all these subsidiaries or all these, you know, uh, companies that they pocket separately. That's a monopoly too. They're trying to own the internet. But no one is standing in their way. They're just letting it happen. This is why I said we need to get to the root of the problem. Who planned, who who rolled out, and who funded. Because if you follow the money, you'll always find out where it's coming from. And that's key. And that is what our president has been doing for a very, very long time. And this is why this out-of-control Mueller investigation that is literally leeching off our tax money, like it is bleeding, we're bleeding money. And at this point, with a price tag of over $30 million and a team of just under 500 people, they've come up with nothing. So they will try to do something. And, uh, you know, Dan Bongino made a, a statement. Um, no, it wasn't Dan Bongino. It was Ari Flesher. Uh, so it was reported today uh, by uh, NBC that the New York Attorney General-elect uh, Letitia James said she plans to launch a sweeping investigation into President, President Donald Trump, his family, and anyone in his circle who may have violated the law once she, she settles into her new job as AG next month. And I quote, she said, we will use every area of the law to investigate President Trump and his business transaction and that of his family as well. Now, what is going on here? So you don't like someone, so you're going to use the full force backed by our tax money to investigate to find a crime? Isn't law enforcement indeed supposed to be made aware of a crime and then investigate? Kind of sounds like the whole IRS scandal with McCain where they were targeting people to audit because they didn't like them. This is incredible. Think about it. I don't care what side of the aisle you're sitting on. This is 100% wrong. I don't care if you're, you know, orange man, bad team, whatever. Bottom line is, this is wrong. We cannot allow this to happen in our country. This is what communist countries do. They find someone who speaks against them or threatens, you know, their, you know, little clique. And then they go full force to find anything. Whoop, you took this pen and you didn't register it here. That's a crime because it's federal property. We're talking stupid things like that. This is really bad. I mean, I have, I'm shocked. Like this has happened before. This happens all the time. And many investigative journalists have been victim of this. Where they're targeted you know, ousted, and then suddenly, you know, they're either getting pulled over all the time or, you know, they start to write out secret subpoenas and try to pull up dirt on them because that's what they do. This is what corrupt people do. 
They want to know what they have on you because they need insurance. And then they come to you and say, this is what I have on you. You either shut up or I'll take it to the, you know, take it to my platform and and you'll be done. That's what insurance is in Washington, D.C. Dirt against the other person. But now they're not looking for dirt on President Trump. They're just looking for anything. Anything that they can get him. I mean, how is this woman even allowed with statements like that to be attorney general? You're the attorney general. You're supposed to be the highest office of law enforcement in New York. And you are going to sit there and say that you are going to weaponize your office. You're coming in with an agenda. This statement on its own should say that she has violated and intends to violate the oath of office. She should not be allowed to even swear in. And I hope that someone in New York listens to that. She should not be allowed to even take the oath with a statement like that. She should not because she is clearly putting out her intentions to violate that oath and weaponize her office. It is unacceptable. I don't care what anybody says. It is unacceptable. Just like, you know, Ocasio-Cortez was threatening subpoenas because she's in Congress. Oh, wait till I get there. You'll see subpoenas. It's like, are these people, they, they don't, they're not even trying to hide it anymore. And the fact that NBC would publish something like this and put it out there and no one said, well, wait a minute, that, that's wrong. How can you do that? This, I mean, if you take it to court, And to try to stymie her swearing in, you'll probably win because her intent is clear because she elaborated. She said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to look into everything. And then she outlined, this is how deep into it she got. She outlined some of the probes she intends to pursue with regard to the president. So any potential illegalities involving Trump's real estate holdings in New York, highlighting a New York Times investigation that was published in October, you know, witch hunt. In June 2016, Trump Tower meeting with a Russian official. Really? Why? Because they bought an apartment? You know, Trump Tower, anyone that's rented there, bought an apartment there, slept there, visited there, right now, their whole whole lives are in some file on Mueller's desk. I don't care how innocent you are, your whole life is being dissected as we speak to find anything on you. Another thing she said, examine government subsidies Trump received, which are also the subject of the Times investigative work. Really, do you know where the Times investigative work comes from? Comey, McCabe, because the New York Times is nothing but an arm of this propaganda machine, of this attack to literally take over our government. We elected this man. Like it or not, we elected him because we want him to clean house and they don't want him. So what they're doing is trying to undermine our democracy and our vote by telling us, you don't know better. Let us tell you why. So she further goes on to say whether he's involved in violation of the, uh, clause of the U S constitution through his New York business. What? And then contribute to Probe the Trump Foundation. All of this, this statement, these statements that she's done is enough to disallow this woman to swear in as attorney general because she has outlined the intent 
to use the full force of her office and weaponize it against our sitting president for things that he may or may not have done before he was president. This is incredible. You know, and then she goes on to say we want to investigate anyone in his orbit who has, in fact, violated the law. So if I'm in President Trump's orbit and I stole lipstick from Macy's and I was caught shoplifting, you better believe it. They're going to come after me. That's where they're taking it to. Is this okay? Is this okay if his doorman was, you know, in a domestic violence, you know, uh, shading and there's some evidence of it somewhere stored on Alexa, you know, because Amazon is pretty much, you know, the CIA. Um, There's contracts, you know, they've got that memorandum of understanding. So it might be sitting there kind of like they prosecuted that person that was um, beating up his girlfriend and had a gun or something. And then the police showed up because Alexa heard it. You guys heard that story, right? So this is where it's going to come down to. You can see the title. Ooh, look, you know, doorman between 2004 and 2007, you know, had once beaten his wife. And, you know, (laughs) we found this or here's two of her friends that said so when they had this. It's incredible. I'm just like, this is how far they'll take it. And, you know, she goes on to further you know, push her agenda saying that within the first hundred days, you know, of a bill being passed, uh, oh my gosh, this is, this is incredible stuff. Like this is stuff that needs to be PDF screenshot because NBC might actually pull it, you know, when they realize just how damaging it is to their agenda. They don't want that out there. They don't want it out there that says, hey, I'm weaponizing my office and I'm going to take Trump down. Yeehaw. This is unacceptable. At the time that your law enforcement is literally telling you, no one came forward with a crime, but we're going to look for one anyway, just to be sure. Because we want to protect America. Really? No, you want to undermine the process of elections because you're butthurt that she didn't win. You're butthurt that Obama put all his money into it because Obama paid for Fusion GPS, and I dare anyone to tell me different. Because his law firm, Perkins Coy, was the one paying Fusion GPS. And Perkins Coy managed the money of the DNC and President Obama and Hillary for America. And, you know, those payments were pretty big. He got 960-something thousand reimbursed to him by the DNC, his, his foundation, which used to be Obama for America, then became Organizing for America and then became Organizing for Action, which all links back to the same account in Perkins Coy, the law firm. This is, this is where we need to be looking, guys. You don't need to look any further. Look at their law firms. I mean, we just had President Obama's personal attorney, Bauer, you know, who was also the attorney that got Osama bin Laden's bodyguard off claiming he was the prisoner of war, you know, as his bodyguard and driver. So any crimes he committed was because he was forced to, because he was Osama bin Laden's, uh, you know, prisoner. It's like, what? And he won. He won. So that guy just stepped down from Perkins Coy. Then we have, you know, the law firm uh, that's uh, pretty well cited uh, representing Hillary Clinton, uh, you know, Wilkie's. And 
they stepped down. I mean, it's incredible how many people are resigning left and right. But what you need to focus on is not so much the resignations. I mean, you should like CEOs, senators, city council members, city commissioners. Pay attention to that. Fire chiefs, sheriffs, attorney generals. You know, you should pay attention to that because these are the people that were tipped off that there are sealed indictments against them. They're all stepping down because they're going to ruin the company. This is where the leaks happen when they know, you know, some of them are not leaked, but whatever. Some are leaked and they step down or, you know, they've already started the whole process. Hey, you're going to be indicted, man. You've come to the grand jury, you know, and that company is not willing to put their name on it. So they're getting rid of you now in a deal to say he's going to go, but please give us, please give us time to separate ourselves from this guy. So you don't ruin our company. You know, that kind of stuff happens because it's not fair that, you know, a huge corporation that serves, you know, uh, American consumers gets destroyed because one person was corrupt, you know, fair enough, right? We'll delay it. See, this is why we have some delays. This is why these indictments aren't being unsealed like crazy because uh, just like everyone else out there, I'm like, come on, come on, let's do it. Just, just, just pull the bandaid, rip it off. But we can't because, you know, there's innocent people in the crossfire. It shouldn't be, it's not fair, is it? So what we have here is full panic and they are not hiding it anymore, that they are weaponizing their offices in every corner of government that you can find They are weaponizing their offices. They're coming at our president as if, you know, he is the reason he's there. He's the thorn in their side right now. He is the one that is making them scared. There is a there's an old saying, an ancient Greek saying um, that uh, you can find cited in documents from Aristotle, which is the man who fears uh, the man who is corrupt can feel his chair shaking, meaning that if you're sitting on a high chair, you can feel that your position is being, you know, threatened because your chair is shaking, you're going to fall off the chair, you know, where you are, their position, they know this. And the thing is, they didn't expect him to be 20 steps ahead, even though they're covered themselves. So today, you know, I will be publishing and unmasking a key player A key player in this whole investigation that Huber's doing uh, and how Mueller is implicated. And guess what? Peter Strzok, of course. And and, and anyone who's been following my work, because, you know, Twitter likes to eliminate me a lot. Um, Anyone who's followed it, I have a certain interest and very good knowledge of the way... Brennan and his counterparts work. And here we go where Brennan pops up again. Peter Strzok pops up again. And we have a new name that will be able to blow the lid off of this. And not only that, aside from me exposing who this woman is, you will see just how far back it goes and just how and why I consider Grassley my hero. Seriously. He is my hero. And I don't know how he's still there, how he didn't catch about a suicide or get raided in the middle of the night uh, doing this. I mean, wow. He's good. He's that silent good, you know, that kind of 
comes in and they're like, ah, he's by himself. Forget him. Nobody cares. You know, the deep state, just let him, you know, make it look like we have a democracy. Let him talk and kind of shrugged him off, but he's awesome. And, and today, hopefully that'll come to light. You know, a lot of people, uh, have been saying through various, you know, social media mediums, either that be a uh, gab, parlay, uh, Twitter, Facebook, that, you know, Huber not testifying is another delay and they're upset. And yet there's others that say, whoa, but this week, while we were waiting for Huber and last week, a lot of investigative journalists put a lot out there. And this feeds into the next topic that we're talking to. So a lot of people that have been been investigating um, have literally come up with new information. Remember that Judicial Watch had filed a lawsuit and just recently, two days ago, got, you know, an order from the judge saying that, you know, they get to get further discovery in regards to Hillary Clinton's emails. That's a big deal. I mean, obviously the judge did it, but, you know, and I'm going to circle back to my executive order articles where I expose Perkins Coy and how they drafted those executive uh, orders for President Obama. Specifically, it was executive order. Gosh, my memory, I would say it's 13489 and 13526. It's on com. You could just put, you know. Perkins Coy in the search bar, it'll come up. Uh, but I'm pretty sure those are the executive orders. And um, they drafted them in order to make sure that you can circumvent FOIA requests by, uh, you know, invoking uh, presidential archives and um, pending uh, litigation. So, you know, there, there might be a stymie there. But today, uh, it was announced that um, the federal judge that's overseeing um, Michael Flynn's case ordered Robert Mueller to hand over um, the 302s. So that's interesting. And we'll start with that right after this really short break and get into Judge Sullivan's order. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978. That's 855 800 
800-529-2978. Guaranteed life insurance with no medical exam. Sounds great, right? Even better, your rates will never increase and benefits will never decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Sleep Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go-anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194, promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with My Pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever All right, welcome back. Uh, So I did receive a few phone calls and texts. Uh, yes, uh, in regards to Huber, we'll continue. Um, and you're welcome. Uh, again, uh, I will be starting my show. Uh, it'll be 12 to 2 Eastern time, Monday through Friday. And uh, you can find me here on redstatetalkradio.com backslash Tori or come to my site, torysays.com. You can follow me on Gab, Parlay, and Twitter at Tori underscore says or Tori says. So let's take a look at why Huber isn't um, testifying um, is what the question is. A lot of people want to know this, and I thought I'd spend this uh, this uh, half hour talking about that. But before I delve into it, I really wanted us to focus on the fact that, you know, Judge Sullivan ordered Mueller's team he ordered them to provide any 302s or any uh, LHDs, which are letterhead memorandums or anything related to Flynn's questioning, you know, like when they question him by 3 p.m. tomorrow. This is huge. Because like I said yesterday on my radio show when it was airing in the afternoon at 5, uh, which you can find on um, – ToriSays.com. I haven't uploaded it yet, but I will. And in during that show, I, I told you there are texts and I am bashing my head up against the wall for not downloading the document because the link was pulled uh, where I've seen Peter Strzok literally text Lisa Page and say, well, we went up there. He didn't give us anything. You know what I'm saying? What? So they went up there looking for something. And, you know, it suddenly came that this is going to happen out of the blue. No, it didn't. 
It came from investigative journalists that have been sending documentation, that have been publishing things on little unknown blogs and sites, talking on the radio, tweeting it out. Because you think President Trump doesn't have a team scanning everything? Of course he does. Because there could be that one person in the corner, in the middle of a field, you know, on their computer that makes a connection that nobody else does. And you know why? Because it's, it's, it's the compartmentalization syndrome, as I like to say. They're wearing blinders. You know, when you're in an area of study or in a career, you know, in, in your field, sometimes you can only see things that make sense in your field. Then when you get fresh eyes, this is where we're like, hey, fresh eyes are great. This is when fresh eyes, when they come in, they suddenly give a different perspective and someone's like, oh my gosh, I don't know how I missed that. That's because you're thinking like an X, Y, Z. So if a lawyer actually hires someone that's an artist, you know, to come in and sit in on a meeting, that artist might say, well, you know, it kind of looks like something like this. And they're just like, what? And then it's like, wait a minute, that makes sense. So again, these delays for Huber are all connected because again, like I said at the beginning, the connect, the problem that people don't seem to understand is Huber was never just assigned to the Clinton foundation because everyone keeps thinking that it was when that letter that was sent out, you know, to find out, Hey, what's going on with the Clinton investigation, Jeff Sessions, why aren't we getting anything? Jeff Sessions, you know, we've been waiting on this and we're not getting any information. Can you like answer, you know, uh, Grassley signed that document and of course fake you know virtue wannabe never was ever a Republican you know uh, Graham who I despise uh, signed it too and that is where Jeff Session gave the response and pretty much told everyone yep well there's a outside counsel Huber and that is part of its his scope so does that mean that he is only looking into Hillary Clinton and her foundation? No. It is not. He just said it falls within his scope. So what could his scope be? It could be look into all of these. It could be something completely different that leads to the Clinton Foundation. We don't know that. But what we do know is is that his team is at least four times larger than Mueller's. And what we do know is when they hear Huber, they break out in a rash and they run. Mueller should be running too. Because if he's investigating the Clinton Foundation, Mueller was involved in Uranium One. Let's not forget that. Everybody keeps forgetting that. They keep forgetting who the mule was. But yeah, that's what they bank on. I've said this many times. They bank on people forgetting information. Kind of like people forget things all the time. People forget things that have occurred in the past. People forget that Hillary Clinton was subpoenaed to a grand jury when she was first lady. People forget that. You know, I wasn't even old enough to comprehend it. Well, I kind of was, but not really. No, I wasn't. I was a teenager. I, I wasn't even old enough to comprehend what that meant. And I remember it. 
or maybe it is that I write on it. But people forget. And you know who helps helps you forget? The mainstream media. They just focus on stupid things or they just repeat something. You know, if, if, if someone repeats something to you over and over and over again, at some point you'll just take it like, yep, that's it. It's done. That's correct. Because if you hear it and hear it and hear it at some point, it's just going to be embedded in your thought. And this is what they're doing. They're literally doing that. So big, huge news on the fact that, you know, judge Sullivan actually ordered to have them release these. I mean, this is incredible that he ordered that. Wow. I'm thinking, wow, stuff is happening and people are kind of like nothing's happening. Kind of like yesterday where we had, you know, uh, the district, it was district eight, right? Uh, court, um, of appeals judge confirmed. And what I noticed was, is that all the Republicans said no, but the Democrats said yes. And then people are like, Oh my gosh, he's mm, no vice president Pence would not vote against what the president would want since he was the deciding factor. So maybe this is the way the Democrats get back at their Republican uh, counterparts that are just as dirty as they are. Who knows? Or maybe, you know, it's a psyops thing. I mean, we could take it there because everything has been so insane lately. Everything is plausible. Okay. Just like I said, a new AG coming into New York is literally telling people she's weaponizing her office and that doesn't jeopardize her taking the oath. Are we insane? Isn't she supposed to be impartial? Isn't she supposed to be setting an example? So again, when sometimes someone makes a notion like I just did that maybe it was like the Republicans saying no on purpose to make the Democrats say yes, you know, that's super plausible because we've seen stuff that should not be happening that has no rationale that is just completely insane happening before our eyes daily. So you know, everything is on the table. Like I said, the only thing missing right now is an alien invasion. That's the only thing we're missing. And, you know, I say it. And if it happened, I'd be like, whoop, there we go. Now we've seen everything. You know, we'll get an alien invasion just to put that cherry on top. Remember, guys, look at the lawyers that are representing people like Comey. They are the top lawyers for organized crime. This is exactly what it is. This is organized crime. This is the mafia. Our government is the mafia. You know, people get bouts of suicide, elimination, eradication, accidental death by dumbbells, get robbed at gunpoint and shot, but yet they're not robbed. Suddenly have a drug addiction they never had and overdose. These are the things that happen around this mob. So Huber, what do we know about Huber? Huber uh, is from Utah. Huber is like square. Uh, Huber was appointed, you know, through Obama. Uh, And Huber has been tasked by Jeff Sessions to work with um, uh, I.G. Horowitz to look at various, you know, uh, 
FBI issues, like things that the GOP has been putting forward. And you know they're not using the GOP because if anybody is a nerd like me and looks at microfilms or stalks the State Department, you know, FOIA requests, you know, because I do that. I self-admit that I'm like a super dork. I'll read newspapers from the 1800s, you know, think, oh, wow, what were they thinking then? You know, kind of be like, wow, it's no different than now, except, you know, you don't sell people anymore. And, you know, you don't call Republicans black Republicans anymore, right? That's the only difference, you know, because I urge all of you to go and look at newspapers from the late 1800s and see just how upset the Democrats were that their slaves were being taken away for anyone who thinks that something changed because that actually spilled into the 1900s too. They just changed the way that they looked at slaves. They looked at them as minorities that need help and open up the doors to bring in more immigration because they need help. That's a, that's code word for cheap labor, uh, you know, for slaves. That's just a new slave. It's just revamped. It's slave 2.0. So, you know, Huber is a, a mystery to a lot of people. Why? Because the mainstream media won't talk about him. And if they do, he's only in like passing mention. And then you have uh, people online that create their own little pockets on forums, on Twitter, on Facebook. And, you know, all of them sit down and discuss possibilities. They analyze. You know, there was this – it reminded me. There was this show, and I don't remember what the name was. It had to do something about crowd something where this guy's daughter gets murdered. He's like a tech mongol, and he wants to solve her murder. So what does he do? He puts the investigation live online. So that all these people globally can search for her, search for evidence, search for this, search for that. And that's how he finds, you know, that's how he deduces and finds this murderer, the person that killed his daughter. Because the FBI and the police couldn't because uh, there wasn't any evidence. Yet when he crowdsourced it, crowdsourced it, you know, the answers were there. And I'm going to say something, and it's going to sound really tinfoil hat-ish, but, you know, I would totally welcome any emails or tweets, DMs. My DMs are open on Twitter, by the way, at Tori underscore says, um, that would like to refute what I'm going to say. But I believe, to the point that I pretty much am convinced 100%, almost, let's say 99.99999% because I am on air, so... Uh, no, you know what? I own it. I believe that what we see online through different movements like Q, that this is a strategy of crowdsourcing. When you can't trust the highest level of your government and your intelligence agencies to provide you unbiased, factual information with no cover-ups, what do you do? You go outside of them and ask other people to do it. How many of you think that the DNC hack and the RNC hack that happened in March of 2016 was done from a foreign actor? If I can have all my listeners right now in one room, I would probably say there are zero hands up. We all know it was domestic. Their documentation show it was domestic. So why are we constantly saying that Russia hacked the DNC and the RNC? 
in March of 2016. This is how things are done. I'm still trying to remember what the name of that show was. Gosh darn it. It was only one season from what I remember. It was a crowdsourcing to find his daughter named Maya. I I think her name was. This is exactly what we're seeing. Remember, there are always new ways to come to solutions. And I've said this and, uh, you know, I say it all the time. We need diversity in our country in general to succeed because diversity is how we, you know, get innovation to come forward. Because if you have a room with 10 people that wear the same khaki, same shirt, subscribe to the same ideologies and you give them a problem, they will give you maybe one solution. Whereas if you have a room of 10 people that come from different walks of life, different ideologies, different religions, different color, different, they dress different, everything's different about them. And you give them that problem, they will give you millions of solutions. So this is what we are seeing right now. So for anyone that says this is a conspiracy, this is wrong, I don't care. I'm telling you what it is. And, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you're, you know, you go on and say what it is that you believe. And it's like, well, I haven't been wrong yet. So Tori has a crystal ball and everything I've said, I said that Rex Tillerson was going to be fired the Thursday before he was fired. And I had people laugh at me on Twitter. I was totally maimed. What are you talking about? He's awesome. He's this. I was like, you have no idea what you're talking about. I can revisit things. We'll go back all the way to tennis. You're wrong. He's getting fired and he messed up in Kenya and that's it. And my sources say that in Kenya, he totally flipped on the president. You know, these idiots, these clowns, these corrupt clowns think that they've got it in the bag and they're, and they're rightfully so to say it because they are so deeply rooted and with so many decades worth of rooting. So they think they can get away with this stuff. But again, when you crowdsource, right, crowdsourcing, right, this is how we can raise money for things like paying off our student loans and stuff. Hey, just give me a dollar. You know, I should actually do that one day because I'll probably die before I pay them off. But, you know, uh, this is this is what it is. This is how you tap into a global network of people that have their own sets of skills, their own ideologies that will see one problem from a very different angle than another person. And these people, excuse me, these people will literally find tons of solutions that will make more sense or at least give you leads to actually find the solution. Our president is a genius. Is a genius. And this is why they are shutting people down. But see, the thing is, they can't shut down forums. Because Kafefe never passed. See, because if they revisited Kafefe, right? And I've told you, I said this yesterday, pay attention. Kafefe has one specific clause in regards to monitoring the president's communication. And that's microblogging. Our president is a genius and our president is such a genius that other 
silent geniuses across the globe have tapped into this. And this is why we are seeing what we are seeing in Europe right now. Europe is a little bit more stealthier because they started this whole like socialism thing in the 50s after World War II. They decided, you know what, Hitler didn't have very bad ideas, like killing people was wrong. Maybe we could just enslave them the right way. Let's talk about economic reform. Let's get countries to voluntarily revoke their sovereignty, and then we become this one whole nation. Why do you use war? Why take over nations like, you know, we have uh, since the beginning of forever, ever, ever, when we can voluntarily have them revoke their, you know, um, you know and just hand over their sovereignty to us? That's where the EU was born, right after Hitler. They were like, you know, he had a point there. He had a really good point because look at all these developments he did by taking over countries. Look at how he got them to work. But unfortunately, you know, when the Jewish people didn't want to work anymore for free so that he can get this all done, he killed them. And that was wrong. Maybe we need to find a way to send people away to secret islands like like Denmark said. They're going to be sending away bad migrants to an island off their coast. Like, this is legit. You can't even make this up. This is why I said the only thing left is an alien invasion because they're saying these things in public. And I don't think anyone's registering anymore. I don't know if they're numb or, you know, this was just a slip of the tongue and, you know, it shouldn't have been reported. But she literally said any migrants that are in Denmark that are criminal or don't, you know, agree with what we say. We have an island that's uninhabited. We're just going to ship them out there. And it's like, what? And, you know, this island is completely uninhabited, but it has one thing, a crematorium. And it's like, hello. Like, hello, there's a crematorium only on this island and it's uninhabited and they're going to ship people out there. And circling back, this idea is something that the British did. You guys know how Australia came to be, right? You do know that the British would ship off all their criminals to Australia. I, I'm not kidding. Like people, this is like real stuff. They're they're pulling, you know, strategies out of the hat from like, you know, way back from the days of yore. Like they're going to start creating islands where they will just be, you know, sending people. Uh, you know, kind of sounds like a concentration camp, especially when there's only one crematorium there. Uh, you know, I'm just saying, think about it. We're not getting all these, this real crazy news uh, is not being reported widely. And we have, you know, an FBI and a global intelligence system, again, global because they're all in on it, that is trying to uh, keep the the peace and keep their plan in motion, which is crumbling before their eyes. And in the words of Merkel, Trump ruined everything. She said that. That That's key. That means go Trump. 2020 is going to be a landslide as long as we can pull a few pants down. I, I, I'm not in any rush because, you know, when you rush, it's like me when I try to take weeds out of my garden when I'm in a rush and I'm like, Oh, I have to go do something. Let me just pull them out. The root stays in there and then they just grow right back. Right? So you got to take your time and make sure you got all of it. And I'm okay with that, but I still want some, come on, throw me a bone. President Trump do something. I mean, we can't get Hillary Clinton yet guys. Leave her alone. She's busy sending herself or, you know, her step in self out to India, bonger dancing with, <laughs> It's incredible. Did you guys see that? But anyway, point is, they are no match for a whole planet tapped into the internet to help 
President Trump take him down. This is why when I see people saying we are Q, yes, they are, because he's a genius crowdsource. I mean, I'm contributing to it myself, right? Because I'm the one that sat there and said, look, Perkins Coy sent a letter to the FBI telling him you can't have the DNC server. Here's, here's the letter. There's documentation that Huma Abedin gave them copies of her non-disclosure agreement so she can't tell them things and she can't give them things. Like, these lawyers are the ones doing everything. I'm the one that said it. I even said, why is Peter Strzok there? He was raised in Iran. He has tight relations with Brennan. Brennan's running this whole thing. Brennan's been running this whole thing. This is why he's crying. Like, he's so, oh, he's, he gets, he irritates me. And, you know, I'm not going to make it too public, but I just have a, a specific, you know, relationship with Brennan. So, you know, this is a guy who ran our intelligence agency, who literally founded a, a company that is the global center of all intelligence communities that people call Five Eyes. It's actually a private company he created with some Iraqi Mongol that loves Ferraris. I've written the article, the part three, which is unmasking methods, where I told you guys about U.S. former disgraced U.S. ambassador John Teft and his little daughter that, uh, you know, works at the State Department, who's married to a former national security advisor of President Obama. Well, you know, I kind of, you know, I don't delve too deep because then my articles are like books. So I pointed out, look, he left public service between 2005 and 2007 for that small period and and a little bit more it was like 2009 it was sketchy let's just put it this way but he was still kind of working for our government but what deal went down during that time guys what was happening in 2005 with the clintons you know, that Brendan, Brennan left and created this company and then he came back for the, you know, to work with Obama. So while I take this break, I'll leave you with this thought. Think of what was transpiring with the Clintons and Uranium One during that period of time that Brennan stepped away and created this company in Luxembourg think about that for a moment because then everything else will make sense because they try to make you think rabbit hole see you in a few Now see this mess 
Where I stand, the mound's getting steeper. I grab a shovel, dig a hole a little deeper. Just to bury my kids right up to their necks. Welcome to Red State Talk Radio. You're listening to Tori Says. For the next hour, I'll be your host, Tori. We'll be discussing news, foreign and domestic, unfiltered news. Real news. All right. Welcome back. I will promise to um, change my spots just so you guys remember that we're on for two hours. This is the second half of my new slot, 12 to 2, Monday through Friday, where we will be taking deep dives into the deep state and making sense of it so we don't fall into rabbit holes, right? That's what counts. No rabbit holes. So where were we? We were talking about what happened in 2005, you know, that kind of got people very, very upset. You know, we were talking Uranium One. It's all been coming up. And anyone that's been following me, you know, uh, for the past two months, I have been constantly saying, hey, we need to look at these, you know, 9-11 things. We need to look at those uh, findings that, you know, AG... uh, well, the the OIG had on Mueller uh, when he was FBI director and before that and before that, you know, we need to remember, go back. They bank on you forgetting it was Hillary Clinton. And I've been trying to found that, find that soundbite. I mean, I'll probably have to go on the back end uh, and go through the onion, but I will be able to find it because nothing dies on the Internet. I don't care how much suppression Google does or what they now call instead of saying suppression. Remember, they're constantly changing terminology. So suppression is no longer suppression. It's called bringing you information that's more relevant to what you want or what the people want collectively. Really? Is that why when I Googled 3,000 counts of violating rights by Mueller in Google, I got four pages. First page had nothing relevant to what I was seeking. Click to go to the second page and then three and four are gone too. Suddenly says I have no more pages. I literally have put that out there. Yet when I go to DuckDuckGo, whoop, some articles come up. But, you know, slowly... DuckDuckGo is actually using algorithms that pull from Google. We need to make sure that we have our text, and I'm pretty sure they're on it already. And, you know, President Trump talked about having the Trump World Wide Web, and, you know, we should be able to have that. The only way that you can draw and find actual links that never die on the Internet is to use browsers like Tor and um, look at the back doors, you know, where ugly things live, too. As a parent, I can say, and a lot of, and I get a lot of criticism for this, but I'm okay with that. I've taught my kids how to navigate the dark net, uh, you know, meaning navigate the ugly parts of the internet, telling them, you know, don't click on something because you can't unsee what you see. 
You know, you have to be aware of things like that because, you know, they're, they're, they're in media. My 13 year old, she's on her phone. She's texting, you know, she's talking, uh, she's, uh, you know, surfing. And, you know, a lot of parents put like, Oh, I'm not going to let them, you know, I'll put like under 18, don't watch or whatever. We can't protect them all the time. And I think maybe this is why I'm a little bit different. You know, uh, my mother was the helicopter mom, yet my dad was more like, man, why are you protecting her? Just tell her like it is. And allow her to learn and guide her and tell her, look, I've been on this planet more than you for X, Y, Z years. I'm telling you from experience. Now you can either take it and run with it or go ahead and stick your finger in that socket. So the point of this is, is that everything is out there if we take a look and, uh, you know, during the Google hearing, we saw them kind of uh, say why they're changing things or how they're monitoring things with trusted flaggers. That's a new word for thought police. You know, trusted flagger. Who do you trust to flag content that shouldn't be on the internet because we say so? It's and then we had you know the the people that were actually part of that hearing saying, well, maybe we should throw some right wingers into that trusted flag mix so we can have a balance. And it's like we shouldn't have trusted flaggers. Period. What do you mean to throw them into the mix so we can have a balance? Are you insane? Yeah, we should have a leftist thought police and a rightist thought police. So that way we can have a balance. What? Like seriously though. And and people are eating this up. And it's kind of like, are we not watching or seeing the same things transpire in front of our eyes? Seriously though. Are you guys wearing special glasses like in that, you know, movie of 1984? Are you wearing special glasses? Because I saw that hearing and, and you saw that hearing. And yet you saw a man saying that he promises to make sure that it's a safe place. It's like, no, he's a tech company. They develop tech. What business do they have in deducing what we're allowed to see, what we're allowed to share? No, Listen, as a tech company, you develop the technology for it. You don't tell us what we're allowed to access using your technology. That's just insane. It's kind of like the way the deep state runs too. We have people that we elect to promote what we want, to stand for what we want, to get things done the way we want. This is why they got the most special thing an American citizen has, which is a vote. And yet here we are, we're there under their own thought police, which is, well, that's considered classified. Well, I'm supposed to know everything because I represent, you know, so many millions of people and they voted me here and I should have, yeah, no, that, you can't. You, you don't need that to make a decision. Uh, yes, I do. No, you don't. Just trust us. We know better. And this is why we are where we are right now. Because everyone said, trust us, we know better. And this stems from back at JFK. Trust us, we know better. Yeah, you knew better with that false flag Cuban thing, right? Because everyone's got those documents now. We, you knew better then. The, the, it's, it's insanity. Because what Google is doing to us by suppressing our access to information so that we may come to a conclusion, whatever the question may be. It could be, how much flour do I put in a cake? They might say, well, I think she needs to ease up on the gluten, so I'm just going to give her a lot of stuff about almond flour. You know, so that's better because collectively we believe that it's better that you use this. 
uh, information to get the answer you want. And I'm using something benign like that because that really happens because they talked about pediatricians, right? Oh, my wife, you know, if my kid's sick, wants to Google for a pediatrician, like how does she find it, you know, to pull it up that's local? Yes, we will look at the pediatricians we know she might want. So it's like, what, one of your guys? Like, is that how far you're going? Like, you're going to tell me what pediatrician I want? I just want to know doctor period. Oh yeah. But you know, the doctors that pay money to come up first will come up first because they're our friends. They give us money to come up first. So that's how we're going to give you answers, not specific answers. And this is exactly what our senators and our congressmen for the past, you know, 40 years have been going through 50 years actually, whereas they're going to get information and they're just kind of like pretend on a database, you know, or asking questions or writing letters, whatever. And say, I want information on this. And they're like, well, maybe we can direct you to this agency. And that agency says, well, this one. And so you go to all these agencies and you come back with nothing. So you go to the original place and say, all right, come on, intelligence community. Like, I need to know this. How am I going to sign this? How am I going to be pro-war? How am I going to be this if you're not giving me information so that I can make the decision? It's not like I'm going to go back and tell two million people, hey, you know, this is a secret. Don't tell anyone. It's not like I'm going to leak it. I have full vested ability to be in a classified setting to understand so that I may appropriately apply these two million people that backed me to that decision. And they say, no, you can't have that. This is what you're allowed to have. What? So then it'll lead into the question that I have. Why was the FBI sharing details, details in regards to consults and results that the FBI had on Hillary Clinton with other agencies? Now, just think about that. And I want you to simmer because today I will have it up. I promise. This woman, you've never heard of her, never thought of her. She's not come up in conversations. And yet I'm going to show you how this one person, a fixer, a literal fixer. Remember, I told you, Mueller is a fixer. The only reason he came in was because he was a fixer. He became FBI director. He was a fixer. Passed the torch on to Comey, who also was a fixer. Because when did we see Comey come into the play of government work? When we had issues about people, what? Probing for what? Come on, guys. Uranium One, right? It was a hot topic. Super hot topic. And suddenly Comey appears out of the middle of nowhere as Deputy Attorney General. And then Ashcroft, who I've been talking about, and suddenly made an appearance, you know, at a rally that our president just had where he's like, hey, you know, I have former Attorney Attorney General Ashcroft here. And it's like, really? See, I was talking about him for two weeks and now he appears. And then there's other people saying, well, you know, his son is from there and I think he's like Secretary of State or something. I was like, yeah, but how many rallies has he? been to in Missouri and now he introduces him big key this is our president discreetly trolling the deep state to tell him I got this come at me I got this because he does because again what has he done he's crowdsourced crowdsourced from people like you and me everyone that's contributing to this research do you know how many people on the internet right now are scouring through documents that they're able to have And they're not looking for the story that those documents are telling them. They're looking for the story they're not telling it because that's where the story is. So the story here is Mueller 
was called in to be a fixer for Uranium One. Comey came for Uranium One. And, you know, I've I've exposed the relationship these two clowns have had together. You know, oh, I only had dinner with him once. That's funny. There was a whole, like, you know, almost novel written about the love affair you guys had and the late night Chinese, uh, Chinese food sessions that you guys had talking about cases. Come on, man. Who's buying this? Who is buying? Nobody is buying this anymore. They have to understand that the law enforcement is us. It's the voters. We say what goes, not them. We vested power into them to execute what we say is correct in our country. We're the boss, not them. We're, we're the ones that drive our nation, not them. So for some reason, they believe that they know better, but it's we know better. We know that Deputy Attorney General at the time Comey was brought in, you know, we were looking into Mueller at that time. There was an OIG investigation out on him. There was the whole Uranium One deal that was flying through. We had elections coming in where Hillary Clinton was going up against Obama, and then Obama came out, and suddenly we had people shutting people up, you know, when they were referencing how he was born in Kenya, how, you know, he lived in Pakistan with his lover, you know, all these things were being suppressed. It was huge. And the only reason Obama got more traction than Hillary is because he was the first president to use social media as part of his campaign. And there's tons of research and, you know, even uh, academics that have uh, investigated this. And this is why McCain lost. Because if it was Obama, Hillary, or McCain, it was the same thing. McCain was never a Republican. And for anyone sitting there thinking that there's Republicans and Democrats, they're dumb. That doesn't exist. It's it's an illusion where they have you thinking that there's two sides fighting for you, you know, on different sides of the, the, the aisle. It's not. They're all one and the same. And there's just a few pearls out there like Jim Jordan, like, uh, you know, you know, Grassley that are coming out. Meadows, my gosh, he's my hero. So hot and not hot. Like, OK, he's good looking, but I'm saying like so hot as in like so attractive and, and so amazing. Amazing as a politician because he he values the fact that he has millions of people that voted for him, hundreds of thousands of people that are behind him. He takes their vote seriously. Like that is what a politician does. They take that 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 vote that you gave them seriously to apply it. So here, like I said, we're talking that period of time where players like Comey, Mueller, and Brennan appear. And Brennan actually dropped out and disappeared. But did he really? Because if you go into my article, which is the part three of unmasking and uh, methods, because one thing in the intelligence community that everyone will tell you, it's not so much that you'll be made while you're executing a mission. Like, say, pretend I was you know, an intelligence asset. And I was in Panama and I was supposed to get something and someone figured out she's CIA. No big deal. I just disappear or I drop it because I've been made. The, that's not the problem. It's not getting caught or being made. The problem is, is when they figure out your methods. Because if you disappear and you go away, they've got nothing, right? Or even if they capture you, kill you, torture you or whatever, they still have nothing if they don't know your methods. And so when I said unmasking, we already know Brennan is, is the one. He's one of the most vocal. He's, he's, he's not smart. He's surrounded by smart people. So he's collectively smart, okay, and sneaky. 
But the thing is, is that his methods were the ones that we were missing because once you can figure out the methods that they use and you unmask their method, then it's done. You'll find every single person involved. And how do you unmask a method? Crowdsourcing. You know, like the FBI, when they investigate someone, they take all available information, anything they can, articles, emails, telephones, texts, excuse me, uh, Facebook, Twitter, anything they can find, you know, they will collect, they will probe so far up. A colonoscopy will look less invasive. That's how thorough they are. And I could say, you know, speaking from a place of knowledge, very thorough. And so they, they, they look into every aspect to create a picture and they crowdsource information available. But what happens when you have millions of people at the same time crowdsourcing information in every nook and cranny about how you crowdsource the information? Then your methods are exposed and then we can find out who's pulling the strings and who's moving mountains. So Brennan, who may or may not be listening to this at some point, uh, you know, he was all about concealing methods. And unfortunately for him, you know, there were still remnants of it on the internet. And, uh, you know, I couldn't sync up and link up any articles that have died on the internet because unfortunately, you know, on, on the front end of the internet, you can't really link up to the back onion of the internet. Uh, so I only found one article that did an expose on uh, who he was working with, how he was working with him and how he, uh, built that company, uh, based in Luxembourg. And again, Luxembourg is the center of the EU council, not the European union, the council. This, these are the people that are unelected and unnamed and under cloak and dagger that literally write legislation and make decisions on behalf of the European union. So, and surprisingly the offices of this company that he set up are in the same building that the EU council is, but Hey, Oh, and another thing, the EU council actually holds an annual meeting. And you would think that if they're having an annual meeting, it'll be somewhere in, in, in Europe. Right. I mean, they're based in Luxembourg, but no, it's not. It's in Astana, Kazakhstan. Like why would the European council hold, hold an annual meeting in Kazakhstan? You know, these are all questions that will be answered, you know, in the future. I'm just putting it out there. Like, these are questions you should be asking if you're interested in this kind of stuff. Because if you're, if you're anything like my husband or my eldest daughter, right, I don't care. I just want this. You know, they don't get into things because they're okay with that. I mean, my husband's British, so he's like, my country is a hot mess. You know, we discussed when I finished my graduate degree, I was like, are you okay with us staying within the United States? Because he's, he's, he's an immigrant. He's a legal British immigrant. I married him while I was abroad, you know, and we have two children together. But the, the thing is, he literally said to me, the, the man who was trying to convince me to name our youngest child after the queen, it's like, no, it's not happening. Um, he said, there's no way we're going back. Things have changed so much. It's no. And I was like, okay, so then I'll just stay here and do my research and we're good. He's like, yeah, because yeah. I, you know, he'd want to go home, 
You know, this is my home. The United States of America is my home. My home away from home, you would say, is, you know, in Europe because, you know, my parents were fresh off, off the boat immigrants that raised children, that both joined the armed forces, right? So, you know, I wanted to. And he even said, it is insane. Are you kidding? No way. I'm not going to the UK. They're a hot mess. He actually thought that they wouldn't get out of Brexit. Like he was upset about it, but he stopped looking into it. And, you know, when you ask people like that who like to um, put things away, he's like, look, I just don't want to know. I'd rather just be impartial and not know because when I found out, you know, what the EU was enforcing on my country, it made me very upset. And it makes you question a lot of things. And I don't like that. I like things simplified. And that's okay. There's a lot of people like that. For me, that doesn't work. I, I love this. You know, maybe it's because I'm from New York. Maybe because in the East Coast, we kind of, you know, are always, we want stuff done yesterday and we want to know everything about it within five minutes. Uh, so maybe that's why I've kind of investigated it more. Or it could be because of, you know, career choices that I've made in the past. Whatever that may be, I've been crowdsourced. He's not a crowdsourcer. So I think when when coming down to what kind of population is placing a vote within the United States, I would say it's the crowdsourcers and the not crowdsourcers, right? Because crowdsourcing is what is getting us all this information out. Crowdsourcing is what's letting us remember who Mueller is. You know, and um, Sarah Reynolds, who I will have on my show now that I have two hours, she did a great Periscope yesterday. Uh, Sarah Reynolds did a great Periscope, uh, pretty much breaking down the SNL skit that they had with uh, Eric Trump being tucked into bed by Donald Trump Jr. and Mueller hiding in the closet. And, you know, at that point I was thinking when, when she was breaking down, geez, could you imagine like how vested they are in this? Cause we've got Hollywood involved where they're, they're, they're out for blood. They're pulling like it's everywhere. Like let's pretend tomorrow all the lights go off and everyone is arrested and we have martial law and it's all cleaned up and then it's exposed, you know, what happens but obviously that's not going to happen because you know what then happens? It says that he's a dictator, shut it down and made the narrative look like this. This is why he can't move fast. I know all of us, I just got a text. Yes, yes, it has to happen. Lock her up, lock them all up. No, we can't because they're still everywhere. You need to get to the root, 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 root. Because if you leave one speck of root, kind of like weeds, it'll grow back. Because if we did that, if we pulled their pants down in the middle of the night, and lock them all up in one sweep. We would have the image to those that have half-baked knowledge because that's what I like to call liberals because not all of them are super dumb. They're just half-baked in knowledge and very susceptible to suggestion because they lack the ability to 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 critically look at things. And, and that has to go, that stems back to our education system, which is another thing Brennan messed with along with pharmaceuticals, but we'll, we'll leave that. We'll table that, but th- understand that if he did that, we would still have them, which would be the root of doubt that would uh, subscribe to the ideology that he's a dictator, shut everything down and sent everyone to Guantanamo Bay forever. Um, so what we have to do is let them unmask themselves 
And this is what's happening with the Mueller investigation. You know, over $30 million and you've got nothing, yet you're still looking. We've got people like that attorney general in New York that's saying that she's going to weaponize her office to probe into every single part. She's going to give a thorough, the most evasive colonoscopy to the Trump organization, President Trump, his family, and anyone anywhere near his orbit. That includes tenants, friends, people he sat and had coffee with, dinner with, everybody and their mother will be done thoroughly by her office. Weaponizing, right? This is where you can see it. But, you know, the liberals don't see it. They're like, yeah, get him. He's bad. And it's like, okay, what has he done? Like, this is the question that I put out to every liberal. And I urge anyone who is, you know friends with or is confronted by a Crayola warrior to ask him, name one thing he has actually done to do harm to you. It's kind of like that meme that was going around with the South Park meme, you know, where Mr. Garrison had the doll and he's like, show me on this doll where Donald Trump hurt you. You know, ask him that. Where, what has he done? Did he collude with Russia? Are you sure of that? Let's talk about facts. What has he done? Russia. But Russia, it didn't happen. No, but they're investigating. This is the response you're going to get. Because the people that subscribe have only one thing left. And that's Russia, Russia, Russia. And it's like, no, no, no. If you want to talk Russia collusion, you need to look at the Clintons. This is why Uranium One is so important. And, you know, there was a Snopes thing uh, where they were mocking uh, a chart of how intricate, you know, Uranium One is and all these connections back to the Clinton. They were like, look at them go down the rabbit hole. And it's like, it's not really a rabbit hole, is it? Because that's how organized crime works. They're organized, multifaceted, organized and underground. This is exactly what they are. And, you know, Comey is part of that. Brennan is one of the leaders in that. And I don't know why they pick Brennan. He's dumb. Has anyone ever had a conversation with Brennan? Well, then I'll just say, I urge you to just have a simple conversation with the man. He's dumb, especially when he lets his guard down and you're talking about simple things like candy canes or, you know, which coffee shop you're going to sit down and have coffee at where he lets his guards down. That's where you see how dumb and you're just like, how, how are you in this job? I'll talk to you guys in a bit after this break. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. How did you become addicted? A friend? Were you at a party and someone said, hey, try this? Then you got the cold sweats and started shaking. And the more you did it, the more it didn't work. So you switched to the needle. Now you're a train wreck. Drinking, drugging, broke. Your family hates you. And you hate you. 
Get out of your hell on earth now. Call the Detox and Treatment Helpline today for immediate help. In many cases, your insurance may cover the costs. We can't guarantee it, but we can guarantee we have what you need to change your life for the better. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 855-700-2978-855-700-2978-855-700-2978-Guaranteed-life-insurance-with-no-medical-exam-Sounds-great-right-even-better-your-rates-will-never-increase-and-benefits-will-never-decrease. If you're a U.S. citizen between 50 and 80, you can get life insurance guaranteed. It's not guaranteed in every state, and you may not qualify for every policy, but when you call, you'll speak with a licensed insurance company. They'll give you all the details about guaranteed life insurance. So call now, 1-800-707-1219, 1-800-707-1219. Hey, this is Leonora Cravota from Red State Talk Radio for My Pillow. I used to have trouble sleeping. My Pillow changed all that. I now fall asleep within moments of my head touching my pillow. That's how comfortable My Pillow is with its patented interlocking fill. My Pillow stays cool and does not go flat. Plus, it's machine washable and dryable. My Pillow has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day comfort guarantee. My Pillow is also the official pillow of the National Foundation, and it's made right here in the USA. My Pillow is now offering Red State Talk Radio listeners a four-pack special with two premium standard or queen pillows and two go anywhere pillows. That's four pillows for the price of one. To take advantage of this special offer, call 1-800-961-9194 and ask for promo code Red State. That's 1-800-961-9194 promo code Red State. Put sleepless nights behind you with My Pillow, the most comfortable pillow you will ever. All right, I'm back for the last half hour of my show. I just wanted to say uh, thank you uh, for the questions. And um, someone asked me, what do I think about new... Gringich, uh that is being courted or being reported to be courted as uh, President Trump's shortlist for chief of staff? Okay, first of all, it's like, no. I already tweeted that out. So <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, no. He is so deep state. He is so deep state that I can tell you with my own eyes, years and years and years ago, he was attending uh, meetings at the so-called Bohemian Grove. So he is the worst of the worst. Now, if he puts him up so we can probe him, because, you know, this whole Uranium One thing, he had part of that, too. You go, President Trump. That's what I'm talking about. He is a genius. Now, if he puts him in, that's fine. I mean, he put McCabe in, right? You think he didn't know that McCabe set Flynn up? Are you kidding? You think he didn't know? Because if you think he didn't know, you have no idea who President Trump is. President Trump is the one that knew that there was a Russian spy, you know, a Russian national spy that was literally working at our U.S. Embassy in Moscow, feeding information to uh, CrowdStrike, feeding information to Perkins, Coy, and Wilkie's, working with Christopher Steele 
And he left her there. He left her there in 2017 when he took office. He had already known about it. There's documentation that he was briefed about it. And then, you know, when uh, it was the Guardian that first reported, you know, that she was arrested and they reported, not, not arrested, that she was fired and they don't know what happened kind of thing. And they didn't name her. They found out she was fired and reported it at the beginning of August of 2018 when she was fired and detained and questioned not by only by U.S. authorities, but Russian authorities. We're waiting on Putin for that stuff. Uh, in 2017, and on the heels of that, the U.S. ambassador, disgraced John Teft, was fired, you know, from his position and, uh, you know, did a salty op-ed at the Moscow Times. I mean, th- come on. He's, he's, he's a year ahead of them. Because, you know, when he took office, that was the calm before the storm. And this here that, that, that we're seeing right now, we're not in, in the eye of it yet. The eye is coming up. The eye is where it's going to be like, well, there's not much news to talk about. You know, the minute you see a placid, you know, just really calm, you know, no big deal, no drama, no hitting, and it's all rubbish stuff. Like, so-and-so did this, and look, Beyonce was dancing at this, you know. When you start seeing news like that become part of the news cycle that are nothing burgers, that's when you know the storm is here, and it has landed. And it has already almost done because we're in the eye of it. The storm is here. It's been here. It's been here since 2018 uh, where it landed. See, this is where it's gearing up. It's like those hurricanes that come in and, you know, the feet of it just start pounding on our shores until it climbs onto the land. This is where it's at. It's in the Gulf right now. We're in the Gulf of the deep state and we're smacking them. We haven't come in full force yet because it's not time yet. We need to gear up speed, you know, increase that category of a whoop ass that's coming out. Whoops. That's exactly what we're waiting for. This is exactly the genius that we put in there. And when he says, I'm a stable, he totally is. Because people don't realize just how many steps ahead this man is. See, Peter Strzok didn't realize it either, who was special agent, but he was also the section chief of counter espionage. He was also cleared to work with the CIA. He, his dad, the, the guys, let's just take it from the top in regards to this whole Russia thing and the email thing. How did we go from the emails that were opening up, you know, the investigation from Uranium One, right? It's led to these emails and the servers and Benghazi and Secretary of State and then further going on. And now it's rolled over to we've concluded that the emails have to do with Russia too. Can you guys just see how this narrative has kind of like flowed and now it's all about Russia? And these emails, you know, are are a byproduct of Russia when her emails in the beginning were investigated because of Russia, right? That's why they were investigating her communications and her finances because of Russia, because of Uranium One. 
But can you see now how the mainstream media and the deep state has created this narrative where you're like, Russia stole her emails. And so this email problem that we have is because of Russia. It's like half truth, right? Because we know this email thing she has is indeed because of Russia, but not because Russia hacked her, but because she did a deal with Russia. And this is why we had all that stuff going on. And I had a conversation with Scott Adams about it, you know, with the Crimea and all that, because he had insurance. And this is why they didn't want Trump talking to, you know, Putin. They were like, Do we can't get this guy in the room with Putin with nobody there. Remember how upset they were that they couldn't get in the room? You know, I have a really, really good source, and I can tell you something. So anyone that actually knows, um, that actually has sources that's listening to this will, t- will confirm this. When they were in China, and they were sitting down and having dinner in the Forbidden City, which that has never happened before. There was no press. Rex Tillerson started talking, and President Trump just kind of looked at him. You know, and he's like, eat your salad, Rex. (laughs) And, you know, someone made mention of that. That was leaked out. And he was like, oh, you know, it's rude not to eat your food when the Chinese give it to you, blah, 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 blah. No, it wasn't. It was telling him to shut up. Because little did little Rex know that when he accompanied him to these things, a lot of nothing was said. A lot of a lot of stuff were said, but a lot of nothing too. And you, you have to understand that Rex was being tested just like everybody else was. McMaster was tested. McCabe. Everybody. They're so dumb they fell into the trap. But that's how you get them. They fall into the trap. You know, they they have to, they, they think that they know better. You know, like the New York Times think they know better. Does the New York Times for sure think that the leaks they get aren't leaked back? I mean, I could have really good friends at the New York Times telling me every time you get a leak. How do you know? I mean, we had a Russian national that was spying on our government for 10 years, working at the U.S. Embassy with clearances to access information on American citizens and Secret Service details. But you think the journal that you have that's pumping out these leaked stories doesn't have a friend or a colleague that would leak it back to, I don't know, me or somebody else? That's what's cool about it because they can't trust anyone right now. And this is where they trip up. See, they've been boxed in a corner. You know, and that's how the deep state works. They push you into these corners so that you can't move. And, you know, Comey said that too. Ooh, let's pull up that. He actually made that exact statement. I'm like, yeah, you go, boy. You just expose yourself by yourself. That sounds perfect. Uh, Where is that testimony? I have it. Mm. Because if we look back at Comey's testimony, he said literally that. We don't pull their clearances right away. Uh, You know, uh, we kind of put them in a box and see what they know and who they talk to, uh, you know, and that's how we work. Um, 
I will get you that quote right now. That's, you know, like I said, if you guys actually read, this is why I say I think people are wearing different glasses. Because when you see see things, like hear things, uh, hear reports or like read that report from the AG from New York saying she's weaponizing her office, I don't see how anybody else doesn't see that. You've got to be wearing crazy glasses that make you see something different, you know? So here, here's the here's the question from Cummings. In your experience at the FBI, when the FBI learned that an individual who had an active security clearance might be a risk to our national security, did the FBI follow the standard procedure I described and suspend that individual's security clearance pending investigation? Comey says, well, obviously, I can't comment on the particulars of the Flynn case. Cummings, right. Comey, but in general, would that be, no, go ahead. A normal response would be to suspend their clearance, but there may be operational reasons why you wouldn't do that. Say you have somebody inside the FBI you might think is a spy. You don't want to alert them to the fact that you're on to them. Suspending their clearance might alert them that you're on to them. So you might instead just try to put them in a bit of a box and restrict the information uh, there without them knowing. Hmm. So, you know, uh, bottom line is he continues to say, would a suspension of clearance be significant there, assuming you don't have that history you just stated? He said, well, if we had someone in the FBI that we thought might be working with a foreign power, for a foreign power, you want to stop the damage. And so that's why the normal practice, absent operational concerns, would be to stop the damage by cutting off their access to information that they might give to the adversary. So Basically, if you don't want, if you don't care about discovering their methods, remember I said the whole point is not being made as a spy, is people figuring out your methods or what you're doing or what Comey calls operational concerns, right? They want to know how you're working. So that's the only time that they'll pull your clearance is that they already know your methods, so they don't need to find out. Okay, it's simple, it's straightforward, or they don't know your methods, they've already looked into it, and they can't figure it out, so they cut it. So, you know, for all those people out there saying President Trump is surrounding himself with swamp monsters, you know, this is the foggy bottoms, bottom, bottom, bottom feeders, right? The people you don't see, the people that pull strings, or the people that smile, you know, they, they, I call those Colgates. You know, when someone smiles, they're all teeth. Fake. Kind of like Newt. His name speaks words, Newt. So he's surrounding himself with this. Like when I saw that McCabe was on, he took on McMaster, uh, Rex Tillerson. I'm like, Rex, he's like in bed with Mueller. Why would you? What? You know, he's part of the swamp. And uh, from this article that I am putting together to expose this one common link woman, one woman that will make sense for Brennan, will make sense for Uranium One, will let you understand where I'm coming from with Rex Tillerson, and I won't even put all that detail. I'll just link it up and say, here, that one person will just expose to you that the presidency for the past five decades has not been about electing a president. It's been around electing the godfather. You know, the person's ring you kiss who represents whoever, the conglomerate. 
And President Trump is actually the first president we've had in a very, very long time. A lot of people we say, will say we had Reagan. Yeah, we did have Reagan. But Reagan had Bush as his vice president. And the plan was to take Reagan out just like they did, you know, Garfield and Lincoln, take him out before he could do any damage. But he survived. And then after that, Reagan kind of changed. He'd say a few smart things, but nothing was really done. You know, as vice president, Bush 41 had William Barr running his drug organization with the Clintons, you know, between, uh, you know, Panama and, and Arkansas and Ohio, which is where, you know, Judge Roberts, the guy that that is an Obama appointee headed and Colorado. You know, I wrote the article where I exposed William Barr's. Uh, there's two parts of it. The first one where I'm literally giving you Department of Defense documentation showing you that William Barr was in Costa Rica having drinks with Noriega. Trying to figure out where my money at. We're missing $100 million. What's up? Who stole it? And they figured out it was the Clintons. And I even tell you how he tipped off at that time Governor Clinton. And, you know, $100 million? Yeah, you so know Hillary Clinton was in on that. She ran away with the White House China. You think she's not going to take $100 million from, you know, Nicaraguan and (laughs) drug dealers? Are you kidding? She didn't even blink twice thinking of framing Barry Seal, who was a CIA operative, who was tasked with the job to, to fly drugs from Panama to Arkansas. Like, people don't even know the whole story. And unfortunately, uh, thanks to President Obama, you know, with his, you know, executive order uh, 13489, uh, we're probably not going to know about it anyway. Because, you know, you can't have access to it if it's considered part of a presidential record. And that'll be under the presidential record of Reagan, right? And then it'll be tacked on to Bush's. So, you know, you can't really do that. Again, these are criminals. They're all criminals. And they are literally weapon. They have weaponized and activated every single agency in our country to investigate our president and anyone related to him. So with that activation, our president has ensured to make sure that he lets them think they can do it. He's a genius. But the thing is, they don't know things. Like I said, you know, and like I'll be exposing today, and this will totally make sense to you, Kane, the whistleblower, he got raided, right? Just the day before Bush 41 suddenly died. So the day before that, the FBI raided a whistleblower's home. The whistleblower that gave information to Horowitz and Huber, right? He was protected. He was an FBI whistleblower. He was protected. Yet they raided his home. Why did they raid his home? If he's a whistleblower, why'd you do? Oh, you know, something else came up. I guarantee you they probably came up with some fake investigation or something. Whatever. Oh, you know, you're so quiet, Horowitz. We didn't know, you know, you're keeping it under wraps. And sorry about that. No, there was no sorry. They knew about it. And what they did was they raided it, not to arrest him for something, but to find out what Horowitz has. Do I trust Horowitz? Mm. I've written to him a few times. Maybe. But the thing is, that's what they do. See, they find an excuse to be provided all the information you have against them. And I will show you how Peter Strzok colluded 
with the Clinton night camp to provide information he already had. Because how would President Obama not know that this was going on? Because he answered a few questions to, to Grassley many times in regards to Uranium One. So again, we're investigating emails, right? Espionage Act, if she was being hacked. Then why is it that Peter Strzok is communicating with people that have been involved within the realm of investigating Uranium One as well? Like, why is he providing him information about the uh, MYE, you know, project, the mid-year exam, which is what they called, you know, the probe and Hillary Clinton's email servers, right? <clears throat> why would he be? communicating with the one person who was brought in to fix it. They brought one person in to fix it. And once that person got stuff in place in one agency, they rolled over to the next because you know where you need to, to, to be looking. And I said it and I keep saying it. You follow the money. I said the U.S. aid, you know, that, that division, that arm, that agency that is bleeding money. And we can find $3 billion at least to build our beautiful wall when we shut it down. That U.S. aid that, you know, I actually came up information that, you know, Judicial Watch was all over them too. But obviously it's not very widely known. And when they started this years ago to investigate U.S. aid, you know, kind of fell flat. And it's like, why do we have this agency again? Why are we sending $50 million to this country, $100 million to this one, 32 to supply them food and stuff like that? When in the end of the day, all these countries that we operate in are coming back complaining, saying the U.S. government is meddling in our elections. That's what these com- th- these countries are literally going on the record saying they're meddling with her. Do you know that Russia expelled U.S. aid from, from, from Russia in 2012? And they said they were paying lobbyists. They were paying protesters. They were paying people to, to, to fuel opposition to him. They were literally paying them, you know, like caravans. How much do you want to make a bet? And I would bet my life on it. And you know, if I'm wrong, I will record a video where I'm eating something in the shape of a crow for you and post it on social media. How much you want to make a bet? That these caravans were funded by USAID, taking bets. I guarantee you USAID paid those caravans. You know, we keep saying George Soros. Yeah. I mean, where do they get their money from? Because if you actually look into them, their inspector general, same chick that has been inspector general for a very, very, very long time under Obama, she keeps checking her things. And she's like, okay, it's okay. We have a few problems. But when an outside audit is done in 2016 about it, they're like, well, hold on a second. You can't reconcile your balances with U.S. Treasury. Like, something's going on here. You had 48 cars and then you disposed of like 30 of them and didn't even write it down to say that you disposed of U.S. government property. You know, you bought properties that you haven't registered. Like, where are you buying properties overseas with our tax money, U.S. aid? And again, circling back, going back to 
you know, U.S. Ambassador Teff's daughter who works in that division. Tell me again, why aren't you documenting, pro- documenting property that you purchase on my behalf? Because you're using my tax money. My, my family's tax money is being used to purchase property abroad, and we have no record of it. But you just say property abroad. Then you're claiming that you're getting, you know, $500 million in cash. Like, where'd it come from? Yeah, it's just like cash donation from where yeah just cash what this is what we need to do we need to shut down USAID the minute you cut their gravy train and they can't pay they're done nix the whole division we don't need to be giving people money we don't care I mean don't get me wrong I care if people need you know health supplies and shirts and food we can use the Red Cross for that don't get me started on the Red Cross but let's just let them deal with it why do we have USAID Why do we have offices in all these countries? Who's giving them the money? Why do they have such a big budget? How come they can't reconcile $3.04 billion, billion, right? Not million, billion dollars with U.S. Treasury. Why are their balances off all the time? Where are they sending this money? Want to make a bet that they spent a lot of money in in Central America? How about we look at Honduras? Because I'm waiting for that. That's being mailed to me. See, because unlike, you know, most people, I'm patient, When I ask for documents, I don't need it online. I don't need the paper trail. You mail it to me. Like there's this one politician that has been married three times, right? Just so you know, three times. And he's a, he's an AG. His second, his second marriage ended pretty quickly because there was an allegation and this is pretty huge, but I'm waiting for more on this. I got the sealed divorce decree and the allegation was that he, you know, was found to be with a young man under the age of 18. That's a serious crime. Like I've sent it off to various, uh, you know, authorities. Obviously nothing's been done because this man has been reelected, but he sealed that. Do you think that I asked for an email? Do you think I made phone calls? Nope. It was all done on paper. So that's the way you do things, paper. So we need to look at USAID's budget and how they were mailing everything out, which circles back to the people advocating to privatize the post office. Nope, 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 nope. Because if you privatize it, then you can seize information easier. Kind of like FedEx now, you want to send a package, they need to scan your ID. Soon they'll be asking you for a fingerprint and a blood print if they're not, blood, you know, blood draw if they're not already doing it. So the U.S. Postal Service is the only federally regulated mail service, which is amazing. It affords us our constitutional rights. Nobody can open up your mail without authority. They need warrants, and those are one of the hardest ones to get. But on the other hand, they're the ones that are most well-documented. So if USAID sent something by U.S. Postal Service to Honduras to help these caravans, there's really good record that can't be fiddled with. Do you see how all of this is panning out? Like, we need to follow the money. Money's there. And we need to see who the FBI was sharing information with like, who was Peter Strzok sending all these documents and, you know, information to, this is what I have. And again, follow the money. No one's telling you, listen to me. I'm right. But I'm going to, I would sit here and eat crow, like something in the form of crow. I don't need it if I'm wrong. So 
take that for thought. We'll get back on the air. I'll be back tomorrow at 12 Eastern. And we'll talk Judicial Watch testimony. Until then, stay safe, healthy, and have a wonderful day.